Blog Talk Radio. Ah, it's another gorgeous, beautiful day. No matter where you are, you're on the planet Earth if you're hearing this broadcast. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here at the K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. Today is June 18th, and the year is 2015. And we have got Father's Day happening this Sunday. Now, for some people, this is a really happy holiday. They love their dad. They love the man they're married to who is the dad of their children. Or your dad, and you're thrilled about it. But you know what? It's not that way for everybody. There are not always healthy relationships within a family. And I can tell you as a psychologist, as well as a radio host here, this causes us tremendous problems in our life. What it is that we are born into, what we grow into, I think Dorothy Law Nolte put it best when she said in her book, which was first a poem, children learn what they live. So true. So the dynamics of the relationships that we're born into and that we grow up with is what we get to know. It's how we get familiar. And as you're going to hear from our guest this morning, we live in the midst of a lot of myths about what our perceptions should be, what they are, what they are as a culture, what they are for us as humanity. So I'm really excited to introduce to you Miriam Ward, who is a fabulous person, who is known as America's number one catalyst for family closeness. She is here today, I believe, and this is why I invited her on this platform, she is here today to help us get smarter and healthier and more in tune with those who we came from, and who we've grown up with. So, Miriam, I am so delighted that you're here today. Thank you for joining us. How are you this morning? Oh, doing great. Thank you for having me. It's such a privilege and an honor to be here with you. Oh, thank you so much. So tell me, Miriam, what is it that attracted you to wanting to become who it is you are as America's number one catalyst for family closeness? Well, it's, it's my own longing, you know. It's, it's just um, my whole life. I was I was raised in Puerto Rico to, to very loving, uh, to a wonderful family. And uh, actually, um, over the years, people have always said my parents are abnormal because people would stop us when we have the whole family together. I have two siblings. And by the way, we have never had sibling rivalry, so that is something that I want oh. to um, impose, um, impress upon people that it doesn't have to be that way. Really, there's a lot of people who don't go through sibling rivalry, and somehow in our culture we have accepted that as the norm, so that's something that we'll talk about it later. But um, I was raised in a very loving family, and... Um, and I was my dad's little girl. I am still this day. So I've been blessed to come, you know, from a very, very close family until this day. And um, I marry a wonderful American man, um, and you know, 
who pursued the, the American dream, and we have been so incredibly blessed. But I always notice over the years, I've always had a longing for that family that I miss. And as I live in, in our, you know, in our culture, I feel uh, um, a lot of I, I have felt pain because I have felt emotionally detachment from people. Mm. So that has made me come to where I am now because I really that's what I'm, I'm writing a book. I don't have the title right now, but I'm in the midst of writing this book, and it's about uh, connecting at a deeper level, um, mm. ha- you know, having meaningful connections. Um, just, um, you know, our, our our relationships are, you know, what you said at the beginning, I totally agree how you introduced the subject, because we really are a mirror, you know, our friendships and our relationships are a mirror of who we are. Growing up, I remember my parents, um, always in Spanish, we have a saying, Dime con quien andas y te diré quién eres, which means tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. So really, our friends are just uh, a, a real mirror of you know our values, what what we believe in, what how we spend our time. And on the other side of that coin, which is very interesting, we also project our own ourselves. So sometimes when we're not feeling center. You know, I think um, something that I talk about in the book is about, I coined this term called social dysfunctioning <laughs> because, you know, some of the dynamics that I see that are very troublesome for me and for, you know, a lot of parents, um, you know, there's I, I feel there's no bigger pain for a parent than seeing a kid who um, is, is is suffering and or either he's not speaking to the parents and the parents are all suffering. You know, when you love somebody so deeply, um and and the kids are you know struggling socially, so that that really affects because when you know when you love someone, and that has always been in my family, um, um, any issues that even daughters-in-law uh, with my parents, I or myself, um, it it affects everyone. So people have to realize when they go through issues, you know, um, we all get affected. It, it affects everyone. So. Um, and, and nowadays, you know, kids with the social pressure and the the competitiveness of a world, and um, right. I'm very concerned because you know, like um, um, humility nowadays for some people is a weakness. In our culture, we focus so much on being progressive and the hardworking. Hey, Miriam. You know. Uh huh. So, in the midst of what what you're saying about what it is that really attracted you to the idea of wanting to identify yourself as America's number one catalyst for family closeness. You're describing this beautiful life that you had in Puerto Rico and and this beautiful family that you came from. And then it sounds like what you've shared with us is that you you married an American man and then that meant a move here to the United States and that was away from your community that you grew up in and away from your family and and it's just made what you have had all your life more vibrant and obvious to you as you're away from it. Is that correct? Totally, totally. Yeah, initially it was a cultural shock and I think a lot of people I mean in um you know, we give up a little bit of our intimacy with our family. You know, I think intimacy is one of the the taboos that we deal with. You know, nobody talks about. I mean, I don't um, about how close they are to their families. I don't hear too many people saying how close they are. But anyway, I I really believe that um, 
that life, you know, um, life is a gift. And and I um, I was also a, a, a premature baby and a miracle baby. So for me, every life um, is about living with joy and, um, um, you know. <laughs> and appreciation. Yes, right? yes, I do. I, I, I constantly live in appreciation of, um, you know, just I just want everybody to enjoy having a, a really good family. We we have we have kids going through depression and a lot of, uh, um, you know, psychological pressure that they live in our society, and we need to have the back of our kids. And so, so that Miriam, that's part um, of it. Mm-hmm. What? So do you do you work with people? Do you do you have a practice where you? Get to work with people, or do you do you give uh, talks? Do you are you putting together events? Tell us how it is you're able to fulfill your mission. Well, um, I'm I'm right now. Well, I I want to do all of that. I'm just writing the book, and I'm I'm talking in different groups in our my hometown in Austin now, and um, you know working on a website. So I I will be launching later in the fall. So I will be. Um, right now, I'm collecting stories um, for people Wonderful. who have similar experience, and yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I absolutely love about the platform of Blog Talk Radio is that this is a wonderful platform to come on to because Blog Talk Radio gets about five million new visitors every month. And the episodes are stored here, and then they're uploaded into iTunes. So people are hearing us live this morning, and then it's also being recorded, and it'll be on my website. You can pick it up and put it on your website, and it's it's already being blasted out to my social media platforms. So there's about 40,000 people just through me that are learning about you. And in the midst of all of that, The idea that we're kind of helping launch you is very exciting. And and this is a wonderful time for you to really think about what exactly you want to start saying to people to attract them to you. What is it that you, Miriam Ward, America's number one catalyst for family closeness, what can you do to help people get back to and get closer to their families? What would you What would you do with people? Well, I I really want to ingrain, you know, change the 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 way people think about families. We need to reconnect again, and I want to, you know, let people know that great families are made. They're not born. This is all things we can learn. And, you know, we need to cherish each other more, appreciate each other, um, that life is too short. Um, so, yeah, so sometimes, you know, I just wish we all could take the high road, you know, and, and if I could have people start thinking at a different level about their loved ones, you know, I, I just always feel, I live life feeling at the end of our life, who do you have around? You know, who matters to you in your life is, there's things that we need to keep in perspective, you know, right. in our life, uh, because life is about the memories. It is so really things, about all. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love that you talk about and that you write about is what you call the love tank, and you and you say we need to be filling our love tank 
with lots of loving memories. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I've always, it's just funny because, you know, every time I write a thank you note or I write to anybody, I always send them thanks for the memories. You know, to me, life is about the memories. We need to give each other the time, you know, um, and, and that, you know, it helps our all in our connections, in our friendships. You know, life is so, it's such a gift and so rich. You know, we need to be the love that we are. You know, talking about your your kindness and your project is so beautiful because, um, you know, I I so believe in in kindness. You know, the way um, it's it's just it, you know, as you give, I I just been so blessed that I always feel I get I receive more than I give. So when you're kind, um, it just empathy. You know, empathic compassion is what we really need to have toward each other. Um, and we need to love, love each other in the wholeness. I, I, you know, just for example, to to people to understand what I'm talking about. Sometimes we as parents, you know, we all want the best for our kids, but sometimes we get so attached and so entangled in our kids' issue, and we want to fix them and solve things for them. That mm-hmm. instead of instead of detaching with compassion in an empathic way and letting and understanding them in the wholeness. So, uh, and, mm. and, and instead of, because sometimes when we get so involved, we become part of the problem. So we as parents, you know, sometimes the issues we have with our kids are really our issues. It's not the kids' issues. And, and we struggle to that when we don't understand that. So if we perceive our kids in a very positive whole way, you know, in the wholeness and wish them well and see them whole, not, you know, with you know, we tend to notice, and that's how we discipline. Unfortunately, on all the mm-hmm. negative, you know, we point so much more when things are negative than when we see them doing good things right. and appreciating. You know, it's so right. easy to happen. We all do that. So, part of what you're trying to share with our audience, and I and 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 I think that what you're saying is so valuable that that I'm going to invite you to really. Um, just get really slow and methodical and loving with our audience. Like they are sitting here with you and me, and you and I are sitting in two really comfortable rocking chairs on, on my back porch, and we're overlooking my garden. And we are not just talking to my radio audience, but we are talking to... 20 people sitting on chairs in my garden and they want to hear your beautiful voice telling them how is it that they can come to know the value of their love tank and just talk really slowly and let it really flow because you've got a beautiful accent and I want people to experience the beauty of how it is you are thinking and feeling about this. I'm I'm sorry, I just had a distraction. Um, Would you repeat the question again? I'm so sorry, Um, Ben. So one of the things that's really powerful about radio is that people really tune in. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm inviting you to do is just pretend that you are sitting with me on my back porch Uh and we're side by side. And I'm inviting you to sip the tea and be really relaxed in the heat of the summer. 
and just talk to the people that are in the garden with us about importance of our roots and our knowing our history and just talk really slowly about what it is that that means and and why you want Uh, them to this idea. Yes, you know, because a lot of has to do, you know, our journey in life is it's about knowing ourselves and um and you know that that way our traditions become are so critical and embracing who you are really that's the key we're all each uniquely talented you know we all come with gifts and and um you know with different skills and um the more i i really always believe like like in my case for example and my grandmother um part of my joy in life has been how growing up you know, we used to get together every Sunday, the big extended family, all my cousins and uncles, mom and dad, and grandma, and she was a widow and she was a humble lady, you know, not with a lot of means, but she was so gracious. She used to um, cook for us, so that was one of the ways she expressed her love. So that that became a tradition where every Sunday we look forward to, to being together, the whole family. We, we used to be uh, really hilarious because we all... Uh, love to sing, and all the cousins cousins will be recruited, and we all have this wonderful time together. So I cherish those memories, and and that's to my you know those are our roots. I, I I really believe that the more connected we are to where we come from, and embracing that identity um, is is just so empowering and it's feeling. So that's where you know when I talk about feeling the jar or feeling the love tank. It's about really the more you know yourself, and you know we're all here with a mission in life. We're we're all here for a reason. So discovering, you know, that's the beauty of it. And and through our friendships, you know, we we have friends who come for a short time, or some for a longer time, and so for some for a lifetime. Um, you know, it's 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 just that cherishing and this and cherishing who we are with others. You know, that's a gift. We're all a gift, so it's, I think it's important to, you know, for people to. It's just I, I just want to inspire and motivate people to be the best that they can be. You know, this is one life. We only have one time to enjoy this life. So I was just very blessed that in my early childhood I had such blessed. You know, I, I was blessed with an embracing family. Could you pick for us one beautiful memory? Just one beautiful memory, and just slowly describe it for us so that we can get the feeling like we were really right there. Because as you're talking about your experience, you're you're sharing, and it's beautiful, it's lovely, and you're giving us um, a lot of the elements of it. But a lot of people in our listening audience have never had that experience. And I would really like for them to be able to to feel a calm space with you and so that they can feel like they are right there. So can you you pull a favorite memory and share just one story and just take it from beginning all the way through that is in your love tank so that we can sit here quietly and listen and feel like we're right there with you right now. Can you do that? Oh, totally. I would love to. Well, imagine yourself at the rainforest in Puerto Rico. 
a beautiful cascading water, cold, cold flow water. Um, my mom is washing my hair. I am six years old, and uh, we're all giggling and enjoying the waterfall on a really hot summer day. We drove there in our car, um, and um, my mom washes my hair, and then um, we sit at a table, and then my dad is uh, spends an hour. He just so gentle and so dotting. My dad has always been, uh, and he combs my hair. I have very curly hair, and he is combing my hair and dividing my hair with little little pieces of hair making ringlets. So by the end, after the hour, 40 minutes that it takes him, you know, I come out with this full mane of ringlets. And just a lot of... (laughs) That that was a very common thing. So every time I get, you know, my hair in the salon wash, I just think it takes, it transports me right back there with that love, you know, my mom washing my hair and then my dad taking over and combing in. And he was so patient, you know, he was always very patient. He would even uh, feed us, you know, the, I have two siblings. Uh, I'm the middle and I'm the only girl, so I have two brothers. And my brothers, well, we will kill because we never finish our food. And so my dad will take each every every one of our plates and we will play. See, this is how patient he was. Um, he will, he, we will imagine and pretend that our spoons were an airplane and we were landing in each one of our mouths. So <laughs> each one of us will be in a line and we will open our mouth and he will feed us spoon at a time, however long it took. And so until our plates were empty. So those are, you know, just simple little touch, you know, so many things that we can do for our kids so that, you know, they they grow knowing that they matter. You know, that's where stay we, with our that home story. is. Miriam, uh-huh. let's stay with that story for a minute. So you described this beautiful scene, and that is so loving. So was this your family going on a picnic, or was this in your backyard? Um, no, no, this was like on a Sunday. On sun- my mom and dad work Monday through Friday, so they both work. But, you know, on the weekends, the, especially every Sunday, we will go out. We will go out to the, my dad is a very outdoorsy kind of guy. We will go to the river. We have a rainforest there. So we went, we will go to the beach, visit grandparents. There okay. was always an outing. So that was the, the family day. There was always Sunday was you know, or go to church later or early and then go out. So yeah, that, that's how you get traditions, you know, the repeated, uh, and, and, and the message was always they matter. You know, you, we, the three of us, we always have known we're love, we're love. Um, so, you know, being the love that we are, so I, I think that's part of my message that we need to be. It's really all about love, you know, ultimately um, leading the love, and, and it doesn't cost money. And in these times that we live with so much stress, we need to detach and, and, and seek in our family. Our, you know, our families are is our safety. That's, that's where kids, you know, where we develop a sense of identity, our safety, you know, all those values that are so important in our development. Right. So when you when you would go to the river and into the rainforest 
and and go through the the washing of the hair and your dad then taking care of your hair and doing all your little ringlets and then <laughs> being and having your dad do what he was doing to help you all get the nourishment. <clears throat> Tell us about the games that you played with your brothers because I think that that might help our audience understand the ways in which you don't have what most people think of as sibling rivalry. How did how did you and your two brothers play together? Well, you know, sibling rivalry, talking about that, um, you know, my mom and dad were a really good team. Um, I think the key was in my parents, not really what we played or, or anything. They never allowed us to manipulate. You know, there was no... Um, some of the things that I noticed that are, you know, like just for example, there was no competition. My parents never believed, you know, we, you know, they, I, we've all believed and I've always believed my parents, I come from home. We always want our kids to do better than we have done. So, you know, you're ha- I'm happy. I want my kids to, to do really well in life. And, 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 you know, so also we have to be careful because sometimes that puts a lot of unnecessary pressure on our kids because they need to, to do well. You know, I just want them to be happy, really, ultimately, it's about that. But, um, but uh, regarding sibling rivalry, my parents would never tolerate that, and we were all disciplined together. <laughs> so if someone did, uh, if somebody started complaining, you know, they, they just, they had nothing to do with that. They just didn't want to hear complain. We we had to, you know, we just learned that that was not going to get us anywhere. So there was no manipulation looking for any special, you know, if, if we asked for something from my mom, my mom would say, what do your dad say? And if we asked my dad, he would say, what do your mother say? So <laughs> there was no getting away. So um, So there was no manipulation. There was always, you know, they were vocal about it. They never told us what to do. But we always knew how they felt about things. So, so you, you know, it's love um, with logic. You know, it's it's a loving, affectionate way. But we knew where they stood. But there was no, uh, and, and you know, I I really believe because of them that it starts early. The earlier, the better. We're raising children, but we're raising them to become adults, not to stay like kids. We're really raising adults. And um, and I think the earlier that parents do that, you know, the better they're in later in life because those kids have learned early on. Right, Miriam. That leads me to my next question with you. You uh-huh. you write about what you call social dysfunctioning. Yes. That you that you say describes the ever increasing. Social dynamics. What kind of social dynamics are you talking about? Well, you know, I see, I see our, our, you know, kids, kids nowadays, you know, going through bully at schools or in college, in social media, um, and um, you know, I, I, I find that more in the sense that moms, we need to tell our daughters that there is room for more, one more beautiful, talented. Um, you know, beautiful, you know, gifted in every way, you know, that are, that tell the message to our kids that there's room, you know, there is room at the top. It's a lonely road up there. I wish, you know, more moms gave the message, the inclusive messaging rather than the message that is either 
you know, uh, people get on top at the expense of somebody else. That doesn't work. That's why we women, you know, there will be more executive if we did more mentoring and, and more of a sisterhood, you know, see each other helping. So um, it, it, it works better. Um, so I, I, this social dysfunctioning, I, I think, is, you know, it causes a lot of pressure and a lot of depression in our kids and the kids who we don't, you know, don't have the tools because, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough out there. And, and I, I just feel there's a lot of sensitive people who don't, they're not prepared. So it's just too much pressure going out, um, out, out and about. But, you know, we, if we just embrace more, you know, it, it, it all, I, I just ultimately feel a lot of the bullying, it all comes from insecurity. We're all insecure. But, right. uh, and that's why family, family, you know, giving the, the affection and the love message to our kids that their love, you know, really keeping in perspective, you know, really who matters. They are families, their lives, and, you know, it's, it's a big value for me. It's always been, and I would love for people to feel the same way, you know, to, to have that love at home, and, and it's a, it caused, there's a lot of pain from not having that. So we, you know, just, just embracing each other, and, and that requires a different attitude and a different, you know, shifting the paradigm lines, you know, shifting the beliefs or the attitudes toward each other. That you know, some it, will, it might take taking the high road, but you know, it's pride that gets on the way, and it's just so silly sometimes not to stick to a sibling for little things. You know, sometimes ultimately we we disconnect for little nothingness. You know, that looking back we go, oh, you know, I haven't spoken to a sibling in so many years. For when you look back, it was really so small. Yeah. So, Miriam, I just have a couple other questions for you. And um, tell us, your website isn't up yet, right? Um, 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 I have am working web- on that. But I do have, yeah, no, the website doesn't, um, it's, it's not really that complete. Because since I don't have the title of the book, I would love it to be under the book title. But I do have an email if people want to give me ideas or stories of experiences or if, okay. if they're interested in the book, I would love to get their name and email. And um, yeah, you want me to hand, give it to, tell to the people the, the email? That would be lovely. Go ahead and give us your email. Thank you so much, Beth, for doing this. Yes, the email will be mwardausgmail.com. So, awardaus at gmail.com. Thank you, Dan, for that. You're very welcome. Well, Miriam, I'll tell you what. I We are out of time, but I would love to have you back on the show when you launch your book so that we could share that great news with all of our listeners. And I would be happy to read a copy of your book in advance so that I could walk us through a great interview so that we could really deliver to people the beautiful message that you have. Oh, thank you. you are so beautiful. Thank you, Beth. And and thanks for your time and, and this beautiful memory. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Friends, this has been another episode of Blog Talk Radio with our friend Miriam Ward, who is wanting to carve out a career here in America where she can help people in our country understand some of the really core basic values of family. 
and keeping it simple, making it lovely, just spending the time with one another, not needing to accomplish anything more than just sharing. It's a beautiful message. For this Father's Day, I hope that that's exactly what you do. I hope you get together with your dads, with your kids, with your families, and you just really love one another and allow it to be really healthy. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, signing off from the K-Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it.